music like this not only transports us, but if you're lucky like me, it also adds community to our lives. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. Concerts. Remember them? Oh yeah, it's where we used to share community. But these days, I see it growing through this podcast, where I talk to fascinating fans and have honest conversations about life. Well, deep in the dark forest. In our last episode, Jonathan Bernstein from Rolling Stone chose that one lyric from an obscure Springsteen song, Shut Out the Light. It's just a complete masterclass in songwriting from Bruce. And once again, every corner we turned unlocked a new meaning. But I think you're right. I'd never thought of that until just now. Me neither. And we're not alone. This podcast, as Kathy wrote, has opened my eyes and ears to an entirely new way to listen to music. I agree. And I have to admit, it's a bit maddening. Kathy's five-star review automatically entered her into a raffle for a cool Bruce book. Stay tuned till the end for our first winner and how you too can easily enter. Okay, let's keep this rolling. Howie Chaz is all about community. He started the Springsteen fan group Spring Nuts. And that one lyric he chose gets to the heart of his group and to the soul of his life. Howie, thanks for joining me. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much, Ted, for having me. When you reached out to me, I was really, really humbled that you asked me to do this. And I thought it was a really fun and great, great idea. Well, thanks, Howie. I'm humbled that the warden of Spring Nuts is on my podcast. I start every episode with this question. What was your first entry into the music of Bruce Springsteen? My uncle, who's like a brother to me, was a big rock and roll guy. He was into Hendrix. Definitely into Springsteen. And I used to make fun of him. I was like a 12-year-old kid, you know, I used to make fun of Bruce. I don't know why I always admit it, but I was into Barry Manilow first. <laughs> Barry Manilow. Well, I can assure you, you weren't alone. I did become a rock and roller, and then my next thing was The Who. I was a big Who fan. Then I heard Hungry Heart, and I was telling my uncle about it. He wasn't a fan of Hungry Heart. He tells me, put that away. <laughs> and he gave me Born to Run. So many songs you can gravitate to on that album, but for me, it was Backstreet. It just resonated in me because at the time, that's what I was doing. I was some kid hanging out in a park every night with my friends. I had my, what we'll call Terry. great friend of mine every night in the park gang of people and that was my story and I know a lot of people say this all the time it seems like Bruce writes songs specifically for you <laughs> he sure does he knows who you are and this is hey, Howie this song is for you and then I went out and bought every freaking album he had at the time <laughs> it was ridiculous Getting back to my uncle, because he is the guy that got me into Springsteen, which I think that he may regret this day, <laughs> because every time I see him, that's all I talk about, and this is like 50 years later, so it's like, you know, <laughs> I drive him crazy. I don't know. I bet he's pretty proud to have started your fandom. 
So you still hadn't seen Bruce live, but you did watch a video. I was watching the No Nukes concert, and it was the first time I've seen Bruce perform live. I saw Thunder Road, I saw The River, and it was great. But then I saw him do quarter to three. I'm 30 years old! My heart's starting to go on me! And I never saw someone do what he was doing. like swinging the guitar. I could barely even understand the words he was saying. It's an amazing performance. He was going spring nuts a little bit, if you remember. And I was transfixed. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then he ripped his shirt, he went up on the drum set. That was it. From that day on, I was lost. <laughs> you say transfixed, I say transported. That one lyric you chose is from the Nebraska album. Howie, how did that album speak to you? Nebraska was very different for me. It was more of the, the lyrics. My soul to use the word transfixed again, it was the stories that were being told more than it was really the music to it. Yes, the stories. You know, Bruce wrote a letter to John Landau at the time stating he was focused on songs that break a little new ground for me. Well, it sure did going from rock and roll to that stark, bleak atmosphere of Nebraska. Absolutely. When you're coming off of the River Tour, and a lot of people were expecting another rock and roll record, as far as Nebraska was concerned, that's an album for me, to this day even. I need my headphones and just lose myself into it. The characters, you feel bad, <laughs> you become them. That one lyric you chose to talk about is from Highway Patrolman. What does that song mean to you? The story is amazing. Joe Roberts had a wife. He had no job. His brother seemed to have trouble following him wherever he went. So much trouble that after Frankie committed a crime, Joe, as a highway patrolman, was in pursuit of his brother. What is that one lyric you picked from Highway Patrolman? Man turns his back on his family, well, he just ain't no good. Man turns his back on his family, well, he just ain't no good. That Highway Patrolman lyric has always been the lyric that smacked me in the back of the head. <laughs> to remind me thing, but not that you always have to look the other way in the sense of that, but you just don't give up on family or friends or anyone that you can help, but you just don't give up on family. It's an important lesson, especially these days where people have these separations or broken friendships or broken family relationships and they're not resolved and they regret it later on in life when it's too late, especially we're learning that in the last year and a half. To me, Bruce kind of foreshadows that tight bond from Blood Brothers. The line, nothing feels better than blood on blood. Hear me and Frankie laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood. There's so many powerful lines in Bruce's music. A lot of his lyrics is sort of like a, a pathway. It's a message. It's something that should be teaching you something and reminding you of something because these are things that we forget. Look, look at Joe Roberts. This is someone that his brother committed a crime, and he is a... Highway patrolman. A highway patrolman in pursuit of his brother, but who pulls over and just gives up the chase. Pulled over the side of the highway and watched his taillights disappear. It's definitely two sides of the spectrum, but again, it just shows you the power because, you know, he's a highway patrolman. His brother is up to no good. In the song, he says if it was anybody else, he'd put him straight away. But with his brother, he looked the other way. 
On our level, when you have a family member that was on a wrong path or you don't see eye to eye or whatever, these are things that even on a much smaller level that you just don't give up. You know, you should try to make amends. Wow, Howie, just like in every other episode, I'm interpreting that one lyric in a different way. Man turns his back on family. I thought you were talking about Frankie, who each time he gets into trouble, he's the one turning his back on family. But you interpret this that it's Joe who's no good if he turns his back on Frankie. Absolutely. That's what I take out of it. I'm not necessarily saying that Joe is no good, but I am saying in the message that I take out of it is that no one should ever turn their back on family or friends, obviously within reason. But if someone like Joe whose profession is law enforcement (laughs) and his brother is constantly up to no good and obviously committed a big crime. He should have been arrested. (laughs) But when it comes to your brother, you look the other way. And with the same thing with the blood on blood, it's obviously important to Bruce. Speaking for myself, it's definitely important to me. And I think it should be important for a lot of people that you just don't turn your back on the ones you love. I know how important community is to you, Howie. It's the basis of your Springsteen fan group, Spring Nuts. Tell me what it's all about. Spring Nuts is obviously a Springsteen fan group. Want it to be different than most other groups. And that's no disrespect to any other group. It's just that I had a different vision for it. There were friendships. It wouldn't be contained just to social media on a Facebook group or a Twitter group where we would just comment to each other. And it's grown to thousands on social media. But it's also an in-person community before COVID. I wanted the physical interaction. I wanted people to meet each other, just like you would go to a Springsteen concert to have that kind of fun and and make those friendships. And I know through the last six years how many friendships I made. I know how many friendships a lot of people that didn't even know each other back then and are incredible friends today. We do a lot of charity work that is very important. It's not just being Springsteen fan. It doesn't matter how many concerts you've been to. It doesn't matter how many times you met the guy. When you're a spring night, it's how you carry yourself. You walk the walk of what Springsteen's message is, which is community and connections. And that's what Spring Nuts is always promoting. Well, I could tell how much fun this group has by just watching the video of you all singing Land of Hope and Dreams. It really, really got to me. So I'll post it on my website, thatonelyric.com, so others could feel your spirit. Howie, I'm glad we made this connection, a community connection. Thanks again for joining me and sharing so much of yourself. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun, and it's a great idea. I love it. Okay, look forward to seeing you at one of your charity events, and hopefully we'll be back on tour with Bruce and the band soon. God willing, that's all we pray for. Thanks, Howie. Wow, what a heartfelt conversation. And hearing that one lyric, how he chose, boy, you could tell it's not just his outlook, but it's his attitude. Man turns his back on his family. He ain't no friend of mine. One of our listeners, Mary, suggests that I change the name of this podcast to That One Springsteen Lyric. Well, I could, but I'm leaving the door open for other musicians we love. But thank you, Mary. I'm happy to announce that you've won our first raffle for Bruce Springsteen, The Stories Behind the Songs by Brian Hyatt. You too can automatically enter for the next one to win one of our new arrivals of That One Lyric Baseball Cap by just rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also buy one or a t-shirt from our website, thatonelyric.com. 
Okay, this is where I shout out to celebrity fans to invite them or maybe guilt them into joining us. Well, I'm happy to say that Philly Elvis took the bait and will be joining me to talk about his lyric in an upcoming episode. If you'd like to join me too, just drop me a message. And please do me a favor, share this podcast with your friends and fellow music lovers. Again, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to end the tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. Yeah.